check the chat for the notes doc. Um, we have a lot to do. We have lots to share out, kind of a little bit of a year in review, a little bit of a summit review, but basically turn it over to lots of folks to talk a little bit about what went on this year um, and go from there. So I think we are starting out with, is Adrian on the call or? Yep, I'm here. Yes, there you go, Adrian, take it away. Hey, um, so quick update from Painbo's side. Uh, in the last month, obviously, we were at the summit. Uh, thanks, everyone involved. It was great. Um, myself, Kieran, and Omer were there. Um, we're in the process of um, migrating all of our existing wallets over to a new MSB in the US um, and a new card processor. We, we had um, some issues with the existing partners, but um, new partners, really positive um open up a whole bunch of new possibilities as well and then um, adrian we can't hear you you can't hear me uh, we can hear oh. uh, yeah i can hear him yeah. hmm if you can't hear me wave your hands <laughs> it might just be one person that can't hear you is it yeah um chris can you not hear me still yeah it was it was, a, it was a me problem sorry go ahead oh okay okay cool um so so yeah the the um very cool news is that we are now taking on south african users so we've managed to finish our integration in south africa with our partner here um we're starting slowly so we haven't done any big um press or anything about it yet and we just want to like iron out the kinks and it's about to go into holiday season. So um, we're probably going to hold off till early Jan to really make a, a big fuss about it. Um, but we are wrapping up the year, sent, um, sent our uh, grant report over to you, Chris, um, yesterday. And we still need to do our sort of more public one and a write-up, which I'll, I'll work on this week. And um, there was something else I wanted to mention. Oh, we uh, started working on a proposal to do kind of a, a clearing system for Interledger, something that would make it a lot easier for groups of ILP connectors to get together and peer with one another um, without needing to worry about managing like liquidity and things bilaterally and, and so on. So kind of like a hub that sits between all of the connectors and, and they can all pull their liquidity in one place. Um, and, uh, and the system would sort of do the accounting for them. So we're, because we're sharing an office with the Tiger Beetle team, we're going to try and take advantage of that and see if we can build something really simple on top of Tiger Beetle to, to do that. Um, but that's sort of still design and, and conceptual and, and we'll um, look to kick the build off next year. Um, potentially also uh, driven by some members of the community who can use it immediately. Um, so we'll take their requirements as input uh, in, in building that out. So excited to share more on that. I've been doing a bit of design work on that this week. Um, it's, yeah, I think could be a really interesting way to bring in some other projects that we're all friendly with, like Modulope and, and, um, and others. Uh, and that's it from Fainbow's side. Nice, exciting, uh, good stuff. Next up, I think we've got Sabine and Rafiki. Okay, so I was told I'm supposed to talk about my 2023 highlights and what I'm excited, or what the team is excited about for 2024, but I can also give a little bit of an update first. Um, so ever since the summit, um, where we gave the big update of what like what happened over the year. We have been working still a lot on the telemetry feature where I said we were like this close releasing that, but we realized that there's a lot more privacy concerns that we have, into, to have to take into consideration. So we're um, trying to figure that out. Like how do we obscure as much uh, actual transaction data as possible while still drawing some insights out of um, the telemetry data that we want to gather. So this is still ongoing. Um, and then we've also been working on um, some admin 
API changes, um, but I won't get into that here. Um, I can I can type some notes out, and as soon as we have it, I can elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, but then now I'll talk about my highlights 2023. So my top three are obviously the alpha release that we had in, in I think end of March is when we released the first one. And ever since then, we had four more. So we are on five now. And we may potentially have another one um, by end of this week. So we'll we'll uh, finish the year with a big new release. Um, and hopefully don't have to work over the holidays because something broke in there. Um, so we'll see if we're brave enough to release or if we wait until early next year to release that. Um, then also the first live deployment that we uh, got by Chi Money is another big one. So um, Chi Money were actually the last ones I think that started the integration and then uh, were the first ones to finish. So they were super quick on that, and I think this was very exciting for me. Um, and also um, showed that uh, it's it's um, maybe not as hard that we thought we made it for people to integrate with it. Um, but yeah, ever since then we had had some more, and yeah, very exciting. I'm. This is also what I'm excited about in 2024 is see more live deployments out there, uh, ones that actually um, have it already enabled for their users. And then uh, another thing that we did in 2023 is making open payments more open, so you can use it with more um, payment methods, uh, not just into Ledger. Yeah. So. What am I excited about in 2024? As I said, more live deployments of Rafiki. Also, um, getting out of alpha phase with uh, Rafiki. And um, finally, um, we have been starting on working on a, a big refactor of Rafiki um, to make all of it a little bit more pluggable. Because right now, it's like this big thing. And everything, like you, you get it, and it comes with everything, but you may not need everything. So we're thinking about um, making components of it pluggable such that you only have to run what you actually need. So that's that's it, my update and my highlights. Uh, Chris, you're muted. Thank you, Sabine. Um, those are good. I, that, I, that was a well done, a lot of excitement and a recap. Uh, Tamea, I believe you're out there, right? Yes, I'm here. I hope everyone hears me. We and can, including me. Perfect. <laughs> I had the same briefing as Sabine, so I am going to talk about uh, this year's highlights and what can we look forward to in the upcoming year. So uh, we have some big highlights for the Breakpoint team, for the Testnet team. Of course, this is the year when basically the team was formed. We started as a team uh, to work on a little project called Testnet. We didn't know what uh, at the beginning what exactly uh, what exactly the outcome will be, but we achieved so much. I think in such a small amount of time, we bonded as a team and got to know our interledger colleagues as well in a very um, successful and amazing Rafiki work week here in Cluj. That's one of the highlights. And of course, we released Rafiki Money, which is our Interledger test wallet. And we released um, Rafiki.boutique, which is our Interledger e-commerce. So we had quite a few highlights this year. And I think it was a really nice and successful year for our team. What can we look forward to um, in the next year? Well, I think uh, you all know about the, the Jordan project. So the testnet team will be there to support in any way we can and uh, help out that uh, the implementation and the integration of Rafiki and the ERP is successful. We will also uh, implement a new U UX design for testnet. Uh, we don't have any uh, design yet, but that is the, the um, plan for next year to make it uh, even more easier to use. And we also want to uh, implement the three payment methods, uh, cards, ERP, and Loop. And of course, we have to mention here the Breakpoint team handling web monetization, web extension. So they also have some big plans for next year. And uh, I'm sure they will share more in the upcoming months. So let's keep on, an eye out on that too. Oh, yeah, thank you. That's about it. 
Awesome. And uh, well, let's see. Um, any questions about any of those three or follow-up or comments before we transition? Go ahead and open your mic or use the chat. Go ahead, CD. Hey, Sabine. I was just wondering if everybody is exactly on the same page with what you're talking about when you say tele telemetry, or if just a little bit of context would be helpful. Sure. So um, with Rafiki, we're working on the telemetry feature, which is basically gathering data about um, what kind of uh, payments are happening. So on the, the packet uh, level, so how many packets are sent over the network, what is the value of those packets, and then also on the transactions, what kind of transactions are made, what's the value of those transactions. And that's exactly where the privacy feature needs to come in, because obviously, a lot of this is business logic and we don't want to know exact numbers. We just want to get in like a feeling of like how much is the, the network use. So um, we're trying to figure out how to obscure actual numbers. Oh, well, I think we're pretty close figuring this out. We just need to implement it now, um, obscuring that. And um, as I said at the summit too, this is obviously completely optional for anybody that's running Rafiki. They can turn it on, but they don't have to turn it on. We'll definitely turn it on for test network because we want to see like what what's happening on the test network. Is everything working? Is there like blocked passages somewhere where no packets are going? Like what what's happening? So that's the telemetry feature, getting insights about the network. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Any other comments or questions or feedback on any of these three projects? All right. Well, these are our three regular sharers, um, pretty much every version of this community call. And I have to say it has been pretty exciting and fascinating and detail-oriented to see all three of you and then others on your team present and update on this call all year. So, um, you know, I know everyone's kind of, you know, getting ready to go into the holiday break and kind of get some energy back to start the year fresh. So let's go ahead and give Adrian and Sabine and Tamea and the teams they represent a hearty uh, icon clap there because they have been updating and I feel like everyone really has a good sense of where these projects are um, because of the work that you all do broadly and that you how much you keep everyone up to date in these meetings. So deep appreciation uh, from the community on the interledger side. Awesome. Well, we kind of intentionally skipped a little bit of the Interledger update today, one, because some of these things were already Interledger updates, and we wanted to do a little bit of a summit deep dive and get some perspectives on the summit, which is, you know, obviously going to touch on lots of Interledger-related things um, and hear for other voices. So we're going to do our deep dive as a little bit of a summit recap, and the perfect person to kick that off would be Anna, uh, who's going to lead us through a couple of small presentations to do some summit feedback. And then we're going to also invite you all to share some observations or to have some comments as well. So Vanille, you want to go ahead and share your screen. And Anna, do you want to go ahead and activate your camera and mic? And as soon as you got your slide, you can start us off. Great. Thank you, Chris. Uh, there is would be a problem sharing with my screen. Uh, Anna, do you want to do it from oh, your screen? Okay. Yeah, 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 no problem. Um, let me just load the slides up. Screen sharing has not been a strength of the community call through the other. Leslie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my fault. All right, let's try this. I'm sorry. Okay, it's not letting me share. Um, Lawil, do you want to try sharing from yours? I'll start talking as we're getting the um, as the screens loading up. If somebody else wouldn't mind trying, that'd be amazing. Um, 
so it was uh, so it was my first year at the summit this year um i joined interledger in january last year um and, and since when i started um everybody was talking about how amazing the summit was and as soon as you you went there you'd understand what interledger was really about um and so it was wonderful to be part of it this year um i completely agree that it, it really brought to life what interledger foundation and the community um represents and it was brilliant i think i think for a lot of us you spend your life kind of sitting at a computer and talking to people through screens so just that different energy of everybody being in the same space was amazing um, and also getting chance to meet colleagues that you know have never met in person before as well as that kind of wider uh, community and ecosystem um, so if we go to the next slide you can uh, some of our kind of numbers so we had um, 180 people came to the summit this year in Costa Rica um, from 26 countries um, and I think what was beautiful was that everybody had that shared vision um, and purpose in terms of uh, creating a world where everyone can send a payment as easily as an email. Um, so, and I didn't realise how many sessions we had, which was ridiculous because we were all involved in the planning. But as I was going back through it for this presentation, I was like, wow, there was a, there was a lot. <laughs> so we had 37 sessions um, just over the two days on the day one and day two of the summit, not including the, the welcome reception or the amazing um, kind of uh, stations that everybody had talking about their work um, or the open studio which I will be talking about in a little bit more details um, and of course the first uh, summit hackathon uh, which was a massive success and and CD will be talking about that as well um, so one of the things that I was asked to reflect on was what was my favorite moment of the summit um, which was difficult because it felt like there was so much um, and and the the thing that I chose really for me was about epitomizing what communities mean um, so if you go to the next slide um, so it was um, Jean-Carlos Demita um, when he uh, kind of tipped up on the um, it was day two saying I've, I've, I've brought my instrument and I'd love to I'd love to play for everybody um, and so when he opened day two of the conference and why I chose that um, was because I feel like it represents what coming together as a community means that everybody brings their kind of talents or their gifts and shares them with others um, so for all the things that we planned and we spent a lot of time in various planning meetings going through lots of details and how things were going to work and you know what's the best way to do things there's those unplanned moments when you bring people together um, that really add value um, and I think this was then a thread that ran through lots of other moments through the summit where these conversations just happened. So they were unplanned conversations by just having people in the same space with that shared purpose um, that has led to, you know, bigger conversations or bigger pieces of work together. Um, so for me, this represents what community is all about. You turn up, you bring what you've got, you share it with others and great things happen. Um, so that was that was my highlight um, from the summit. Uh, one of the things that we did this year was also uh, ask for people's feedback um, and um, and that's really important for us to be able to think about what worked well um, and some of the things that came out of that feedback. So thank you for everybody that um, has filled in the feedback forms that we sent out um, was about individual kind of talks. This is just really representative of, of, of some of the pieces of feedback that we got. So some of the keynote presentation feedback. Um, a lot of comments about the community um, that's growing rapidly um, and the diversity of the community um, that we have and that that really gives us that positive sign for, for kind of what's next and how we're, we're growing and becoming stronger all the time. Um, understanding about what the foundation's doing to grow the adoption of the protocol um, and also thinking about digital financial inclusion in different contexts. So the introduction um, of art as part of that and helping us think about things differently, bringing new perspectives um, to subject matters which can often feel um, inaccessible um, or they can feel quite complex. So helping us spark creative ways to think about things in different different ways. Um, and then also some of the highlights there, you can see about some of the art pieces there um, that, that, that brought brought things to life in different ways um, and also um, for the next slide um, some of the areas that we can think about to do differently and um, to keep building and keep improving and um, so having more workshop style spaces and um, understanding how um, everything that we're doing fits in that bigger picture and the theory of change and um, 
thinking about some of the other challenges that we need to address um, some practical things about like I said we've had 37 sessions over two days and I know for some people it was a little frustrating that you maybe not have been able to get to the sessions that you wanted to because there's so much going on um, we will in the new year have all of the um, the talks up as well so everything um, that's been recorded we'll be able to share that with you soon they're in the process of being edited um, and also some practical things about having more time to ask questions um, about the work that's going on um, so that's my really kind of quick overview um, of some of the key aspects of, of the summit and just with a note on the feedback and um, so for the next slide please share your feedback if you haven't done it already absolutely will help us kind of keep growing and improving um, both the things that work really well and the things that you'd like to see done differently to make sure that everyone gets the most out of the experience um, and equally if it's not within the form and you'd rather send it as you know you might reflect and come up with things in the new year that you'd like to see we're always really open to receiving your ideas and and making sure that we um you know keep creating great experiences that everyone can get the most out of um so i will hand over to uh, lawil who's going to tell you a little bit more about oh, sorry chris one yep. second will you do us a favor and post the link to the survey both in the google meets chat and put it in the in the in the document as well so people who yeah. have not done it yet have an opportunity to click on that link and fill it out I will do. I, do you know, I'd got that in my notes as well. I was like, here's the link to that. I'm like, share your feedback, but I'm not going to tell you how. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do that now. Throw it in the chat in the doc, and then I would invite everyone to fill it out if you have not yet, if you were there. And even if, you know what, if you were even virtually watching, you could probably go ahead and put that in there, and there, you could still comment on some of the, the stuff that you were able to watch on the live stream. All right. Sorry, Lowell, didn't mean to jump in there. Take it away. Oh, no worries. Well, thank you, Chris. So I'm going to... Oh. Thank you. The other side. So I'm going to talk about the Future Money Arts and Culture Grant uh, and, of course, the cohort's presence at the summit. I actually love saying that art acts as a collective memory of society and the intrinsic value of it enriches individuals' lives. And I do believe we saw that at the summit as well. So the Future Money Arts and Culture Grant was created to utilize artists to envision the future of financial structures. And we had that question asked as well, of course, why does the IF support an arts and culture grant, or this one specifically? So the intersection of art and technology has been a driving force throughout history, and then with each technological advancement of development, artists found new ways to express themselves, but also to engage with their audiences. Um, what you have to see, or what you have to think of, is that the cohort of artists you see on this picture they are thinkers, makers. They provide their own communities with joy, with interaction, inspiration. But they're also the ones that give a thoughtful critique on our political, economical, social systems. And quite often, artists are part or are at the periphery of society. So that's why they're important. Um, and of course, with the feedback that we received, we also saw the importance of the artist. So we asked this cohort of artists to present their work in progresses at the Interlegious Summit in San Jose. So we can go to the next slide. Yeah. Oh, I'm forgetting something, but that's fine. Um, I'll introduce it on this side. So, of course, everybody, the artists as well, and me as well, we were very thankful that the Interlegious Foundation I uh, wanted to provide the artist this space and, of course, also this, the support to create a space. And for me personally, see, personally, I saw the open studio space as something of a space for peace, but also refuge and inspiration. And, of course, the creation of the dialogues that were needed. Let me see. So on the bottom left, so I'm going to mix it up a, a little bit. You see an image of our project called Thank You for doing that. Uh, it's a project called Resimulate, which explores the effectiveness of financial and economic programs, popular and self-help businesses. So what they've done is actually they create a sim economical simulations and then 3D printed these simulations to kind of like engage in the conversation of what that actually means that people, what is it, build their livelihoods around those uh, these self-help books. Then the bottom middle picture, sorry, I have a small screen. Uh, one of the large pieces was Loose Change, which was created by Mia wright Ross, which reimagines uh, re structures um, created by litter of lottery tickets. And she kind of like questions the of money, poverty, wealth, gain, loss, and hope. 
Then on the bottom right, it was a 3D projection by Lena Ganinjet. Um, that installation kind of like aimed to illustrate the evolution of money from a tangible matter that orig originates directly from Earth into something immaterial, or what is it, into something increasing immaterial, such as the financial system. And it's kind of like questions the role of natural resources and how we should share or divide them then. Let me see. Then on the top right. Thank you. Um, so that was uh, a, a project by Esther Muema and Adam John, Adam Chen, sorry, John. Now I'm getting confused about this. I'm going to skip that. So that was, uh, what is it? Esther Muema's project was the Afrofuturist Futures Village Banking. These were kind of like living archives of, or she likes to call them living archives. So these were stories from elders who participate in village banking. And she's kind of like trying to center this type of system to engage in a new conversation about capitalism. And then we, of course, also had Waterworks of Money. I realized when I read the reviews that a lot of people saw the screening as well, and it was a very beautiful project. So Waterworks of Money, it's on the, what is that? The middle top slide, but it's a small presentation. But basically they map out financial systems. And the reason why they started this project is because they realized that the financial system is quite uncomprehensible and understandable for a lot of people who don't have economic or financial background. Currently, they're trying to work out three future scenarios for this grant. Then, did I miss one? We had one more, another screening, which was Bringing Down a Mountain, which was a documentary short uh, centered around the idea what if financial inclusion is a right and not a privilege. And Subhashis, the creator, he actually used open source images to create was a, the documentary short, what I like to call kind of like a poetic intervention of India's UPI system. And then we had one more project and I invited her as well uh, to talk about her experience of the summit. So the last project was Parallel Society from Zhaoji Song. And Parallel Society is a storytelling game that explores financial inclusion and equity. Before we hop on to Zhaoji, um, my experience kind of like about the, um, of the Future Money Open Studios was that it was a very unique but mutually enriching experience. For me, kind of like it became quite evident both, that both sectors actually are talking in a similar language, but then, or making similar points, but talking in a different language. I don't know if that was for any of you who attended the summit, but yeah. So, Georgie, you can go ahead. Or we can go to the next slide. Thank you. Thank you, Lave, for giving a summary of like the um, intro introducing our works and uh, the Open Studio exhibition. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Xiaoji. Um, I am uh, working uh, as an artist grantee to work with the Parallel Society, where I would say I'm like exploring mostly um, the emotional relationship we have money and with like the financial system as a whole. And this emotional relationship and like how sometimes there's a violent nature to it and how that like echoes the like different forms of marginalization and how they um, actually sometimes are in parallel with each other, even though sometimes different forms of marginalization are pitted against each other. So my um, my like what I showed there was a poetic interlude based on the characters I'm developing for the game, and um, this year at the summit I was really really impressed um, because I I was also I was also in the summit last year in New Orleans that was my first experience with the interledger. Um, I was there for a panel and I remember I was always very interested at interledger's work because very long ago uh, with the grant for the web like interledger funded one of the very prominent um, Chinese activist community site uh, where like many like Chinese activists and dissidents share stories and their blogs and writings and uh, journalistic works there. And I, but I, I like last year, I definitely feel more out of place and not sure like what is my usual connection with technology and how does that like connect with interledger's community. Um, because I'm more used to people in art or in politics, even though I'm always working with technopolitics and like sensitive technology studies, but still I feel like such a like small minority and like not sure like like when I am more used to a different kind of discourse and perspective, how do I connect with people? And this year I feel like um, with 
the artworks being there and also maybe I just also get more comfortable with the environment and connect with more people personally I feel much more like intimate conversations and connections and manage to have much more conversations with people through the work first and then like we start to talk more about um, what financial inclusion means for us and what kind of like psychological impact and behavior pattern we have as a result of financial exclusion and um yeah so like the highlights for me this year is definitely like the rather interactive dialogical parts although like the sessions were also really brilliant um but like where i really make connections with people is when i was in the um open studio where i was waiting there and like some people come and check the work and then um, they were a bit shy and then I started to make conversation with them and we start to actually talk about how they feel about the work and um, and also like our understanding of financial inclusion and yeah and I, I would say my favorite thing um, is however not even in the exhibition but in the hackathon so um, at the end of the summit when a lot of things has ended and like I, I had a lot of conversations with people. I think that day was the day that the exhibition is almost closing down. And um, I we had the, some interviews and things planned uh, during the hackathon time. But at the end of the hackathon, I ran to the room to see the final presentation. And I sit on the table um, with um, like a group of people that are really different that I would not imagine them having conversation with each other. Uh, there were uh, some new friends I made through the summit from the NGOs in Amsterdam and um, a startup, and they don't really seem like they actually understand much of each other's topic, but they were trying and they were having a lot of fun. Uh, that was a very lovely moment because I also do not fully understand what they're talking about, but I'm also trying and I'm also having fun. Um, so um like i wish i had more time to have those like cute exchanges and um those moments of trying to understand each other like um at the end like the hackathon and i really feel like this summit is like a really great start to bring people from very different uh fields usually together and have a conversations with each other and together speculate a future that we all want and yeah and also like the uh, heard about the Wikipedia accident uh, <laughs> in the hackathon. That was also very interesting. It really changed my idea about hackathon and what can be done there. And that was really lovely. Thank you. Wow, you gave us a just wonderful transition into CD and talking about aspects of the hackathon. So take it away. Awesome. Thank you, Shaji. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you hear me all right. See you. Yes, you're good. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. So I, yeah, I'm quite happy to to share some of what we learned at at the hackathon um, earlier this year. Um, yeah, it, it will be lessons and highlights and and sort of how we move forward that I'll be sharing out today. So so day three, I would say had two sort of main group activities. The one was the hackathon, um, kind of an all daytime affair. And then the other was, I think there was a, a grant meetup um, session in the morning. And uh, I've heard from some of the grantees saying that that was amazing. So I'll be, I'll be diving into what the hackathon was like. There were four challenges that we presented. And one of them was a design challenge. The other, the other three were more, were more building, right? So the design challenge was, let's say, no code, where the other three challenges were about building or yeah, putting together some kind of proof of concept or prototype using the Open Payments API or using um, Tiger Beetle database or using web monetization, right? So in some way showing us some kind of funky thing that, that you're able to do by the end of the day. Um, we had the, the page for contributions and submissions, et cetera, but also the detail of the challenges uh, hosted on DevPost. It's still there if you are keen to dig a little bit more into uh, what was available, as well as what had been submitted by the different groups. Um, we had a really valuable page for, for resources for each of the challenges as well. This is also still up. You're welcome to you're welcome to check it out if that tickles your fancy. But what I want to share with you is like what what we wanted, what what were our objectives or goals for the hackathon, right? We were hoping for at the very least 
um, half of the team presenting or demoing at the end of the day on stage. We're also hoping for it to be like a really vibrant, supportive, collaborative environment for like questions and discussions and learning and experimenting, for it to feel just kind of, um, yeah, supportive in that way and, and supported in that way. Um, it also, it also felt like a good time to have participation across the board so that it wasn't just technical folks in the room, but really anybody um, that wanted to contribute to thinking about or talking about or getting some kind of contribution um, in. So over here, I'm just showing you a little bit of what the day looked like um, or what the, what the group in the room looked like. There were 48 participants. Um, there were 11 demos by the end of the day because the participants formed groups and a total of seven winners, um, all over the course of about eight hours. Highlights, I would, yeah, I would echo the word energy for sure. And I've, I've been reading some of the survey feedback, uh, feedback that's been shared and the word energy. And I would say that that was co-created between the participants and the facilitators, et cetera. There was just a beautiful or like a really wonderful kind of buzz. I, I appreciate that for some it was a little bit loud and for some it was a little bit cold, but the energy in the room I thought was, was wonderful. Uh, the participants and their contributions were incredible. Um, the types of challenges, but also having sort of no code or less code portion of contribution as well. That was really wonderful. We had a group of folks working on creating intelligent Wikipedia content in the room. Um, and then the demos, just the number of demos and the quality was really, really amazing to see. I, I just thought it was incredible that folks, you know, chose to, sp uh, to spend their time and their energy in that way. That was wonderful. So super thankful for that. Areas to improve, there's lots and lots and lots of learning that we did. And in fact, th there's a whole lot more to this list, but I wanted to highlight almost unanimously, we said it was too little time, like eight hours, just not enough for the hackathon. Um, I think it put pressure on the process of submission and the judging as well. It felt like we could have planned that and just kind of created some ease and space um, and, and seamlessness in, in those processes. Planning and communication, definitely want to iterate on having that be a lot more detailed and timely and just improving on the quality of comms pre, during and post the event. Um, the fact that we had an awesome event happening with the grantees in the morning um, also meant that some of the grantees or some of the folks that might have wanted to uh, participate in both were not able to. So maybe maybe making some adjustments there that could be helpful in future. But also just the way that we use some of the tools in particular, I thought, or it felt like we could have um, made better use of Slack um, as well as DevPost itself. We also had some glitches at the end of the day, but that's all that, you know, that's all part of the learning process. So um if i may be so bold as to ask if, if you were there if you participated and you haven't yet shared your feedback on the survey please do so there's a link right up top we also have an awesome blog post from one of the hackathon challenge winners um who well the winner from the web monetization challenge um posted a yeah uh, had a blog post on the community interledger page we have the hackathon page still up if you want to see uh, what those challenges were all about as well as the resources, et cetera. Um, if you want to dig a little bit more into what our lessons were, what went well, what didn't, there's a mural board that, uh, that we're happy to share with you. And then of course, photos from the day, um, there's a little Google Drive and, and please drop in there and take a look uh, whenever you have some time. So I think that is all from me. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, we only had, we don't have a, I knew we'd be up against it, but any, before we move on, anybody have any questions or comments on any of our three guests there um, before we move on? All right. Well, then we got a couple guest perspectives that we've also invited along with the ones you've already heard from. Nico, are you out there in the Google Ether? Yes, I am. Ah, there you go. Take Hi. it away. Uh, so I, I was happy to receive this invite just to, as an opportunity to 
thank you all guys for the amazing event and uh, the, the opportunity to meet a lot of new people and learn uh, a lot. I didn't know much about, you know, the uh, interledger protocol and micropayments. I learned a lot on that uh, cross-border instant payments. And uh, it was an opportunity to bring uh, colleagues from uh, Brazil and India and talk in a comparative uh, setting on uh, um, what they call digital public infrastructure. So payment interfaces as something that basically the state should provide as a new infrastructure in the digital age and that everybody should be able to connect to. And uh, we met there also um, friends from Brazil that uh, launched a startup uh, cult uh, that is based on the ILP. And so uh, it was very interesting to learn about this. We already made content and uh, are organizing an, uh, an invitation for them to come over to a, one of our conferences here. Next year in Brazil, we will have uh, the G20. And one of the discussion is this one on digital public infrastructure and the interoperability of social media is one of the big topics that are being proposed. And I think, you know, this project that they have and the Interledger Protocol fits very well into that. Uh, so we are going to advance some of this discussion and uh, hopefully provide another space for this mutual learning and, and exchange uh, very soon. And I, so I hope that uh, you, you get, some of you will, will come on, and uh, that we can stay in touch and uh, build things. Because fortunately, I'm just a lawyer, uh, but I, I, I'm very happy to learn and connect people that do things and try to put this in a way that is helpful also from a policy perspective. So that's kind of my role that I felt uh, I managed to to do there, you know, bring uh, some friends from the policy field and connect to the, the doers. And this was great for me. So thank you guys. Awesome, thank you, Nico. We need more lawyers, so you're not just a lawyer. You're just... <laughs> Uh, you know, I think anyone that's been on the technology side and, you know, kind of try to put some of this stuff out into the world knows that how important lawyers and uh, guidance and, and regula regulation and policy and then not just guidance, but then ways to advocate for how we might do it forward collectively. So I think that was a, a big ad. Um, so thank you. Um, and then Carlos, I believe you are also out there and sort of share a guest perspective as well. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hi, Carlos. Uh, well, in my case, I was invited by Nico. I met Nico, well, I believe that around 2012 or something like that in South Africa. Uh, at the time, I used to be involved in, in terms related to internet and, and uh, uh, security protocols and all this technical stuff. So he told me like, hey, why don't you come um, to this event? It will be nice to, to see you there. So I went and it blows my mind all the things that you guys are doing, all the effort that, that you are putting in, in this platform. Um, my perspective as a guest, I didn't saw enough Costa Ricans. And me as an engineer, being part of the community of engineers and, and people that are trying to develop things in Costa Rica, we have the same issues, we have the same concerns. So there's a lot of people that can get involved in, in this um, type of movements. So I believe that is really important for Interledger because you are doing a huge effort to bring for uh, all these people to Costa Rica. So why not invite Costa Ricans to be part of this movement? Uh, why don't try to bring people that are in the universities trying to develop these kind of things? And, and like I said, like we have the same issues related to payment platforms. So it will be nice to see Interledger trying to bring the communities together to the places that they are going so the movement can grow faster have more minds more hands so that's that's my my five cents for this conversation but yeah everything else uh, was amazing i was part of the hackathon 
a lot of great minds working together. So yeah, it's it's something really nice to see. Well, thank you, Nico and Carlos. And Carlos, I have to say that that piece of feedback has come through in our surveys. It's come through in some informal conversations. It came through in a discussion we had with some participants, I think just yesterday in our open payments huddle. So heard. Um, and I think we even had some self-reflection about that as well. Um, and then that's an area that we can, that we can improve on. I think we did it better by the region maybe than we did by the country. Um, but that's not, that's, I think not really what you're saying either. I think we've got to start building more roots in our host cities and we have some decisions to make about, you know, does that mean putting down roots for a couple of years in one city? Cause that stuff is hard to, you know, that's hard to, to cook up in one, in one go when you're one and done, or, you know, you have to make a decision on where earlier and start that outreach a lot earlier. But, uh, I think that has been one of the headline pieces of feedback. So thank you for delivering it in this call. Thank you. Um, anybody want to open up their camera or mic and do any kind of pop-up reflections or anything you'd want to follow up with any of our guests or have your own ideas or reflections you'd like to share at this time? Going once. Going twice. Awesome. Well, if, especially if you don't feel comfortable saying it out loud and you have not done the survey yet, um, this would be a good opportunity for you to click on the link and fill out the survey. Um, that is going to be invaluable data as we plan forward. So you are doing an immense contribution to next year's summit by filling that out. Um, as we wind down uh, 2023, amazingly enough, feels like we are just kicking it off, to be honest with you. Um, I did want to highlight some work that we're excited about in the ecosystem um, that Sabine actually talked about in her Rafriki update earlier in the call, and that is our grantee, uh, Chi Money, who is out there in the world using these tools and advancing our ideas and their ideas and their product. Um, we plan on having uh, Uchi and Chi Money go deeper on what they're doing uh, in community calls coming up. But we wanted to kind of end the year with a little bit of an update from them and to talk about some excitement about what's going on. So Uchi, are you out there in the ether? Yeah, I'm here. I'm actually in uh, Lagos, Nigeria right now. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks uh, so much, everyone, for the community, for the support. And also, it was nice meeting uh, everyone at Costa Rica. So, quick of this from Chimani, we have a deployment pointer deployed in production. I believe we have over 100 deployment pointers created already uh, within the Chimani uh, platform. And uh, so far, since it's Chimani to Chimani transfers are supported, uh, those deployment pointers are not active yet in terms of like doing transfers. The next phase for Chimon is to pair with the other uh, licensed entities to enable users to uh, do cross-platform transfers. So for example, between uh, GitHub payment pointers and uh, Chimon. So that's underway. It's uh, the compliance side of things that we just need to figure out uh, to get that uh, live. And for the Chimani payment pointer specifically, what it supports today is that, uh, sorry about the background noise. So what it supports today uh, for the Chimani payment pointer is for the user to transfer, to accept payment to their payment pointer, just like an email. So uh, a Chimani payment pointer, a business or individuals can send payment to that payment pointer, then it settles in their Chimani wallet. And then they can go from that their Chi Money wallets to their bank account to their mobile wallets to gift cards to uh, crypto across multiple blockchains. So making it very interoperable and also aligning with the Zchain, which is making sending payments as they are sending emails via wallet. So we're really excited about the the future of what we built, and also looking forward to continuing to collaborate with uh, other community members. I'm going to drop a few links now. Uh, the first one is the link to the slides from our Intelligence Summit workshop. 
it contains everything I just described now. And also, I'll keep it. I'll also add a link if you want to get your money payment pointer. Uh, you can also get one uh, and try it out in production. Yeah, thanks everyone. Awesome. So look forward to more updates and ecosystem growth by Chi Many in the new year. Um, and so with that, I think unless anyone has anything they'd like to announce or quickly jump on the mic, I will uh, kind of just talk for a second and see if anyone interrupts me. You're welcome to interrupt me, but it doesn't seem like anyone's going to interrupt me. So um, let me just give a big amount of gratitude to all of you who have contributed to the work, to the products, to the tech, to these community calls. We've had a lot of fun. I know I can speak for Vanille and I putting these together every month. We're excited about these moving forward. Um, it, we've been averaging something like 30 plus people uh, throughout the course of the year. So lots of uh, lots of positivity and it really is fun to check in with all of you every month and of course many times otherwise. Um, a couple quick shout outs. Um, one, uh, if you're not on the community Slack, I would go ahead and join that. There's active conversations happening all the time there. Uh, we'll make sure we put the link in the notes doc so that you can get to it if you're not there. Also, if you have any suggestions for how we can improve this community call, uh, our community work in general, or otherwise have any feedback, I think for now you could definitely route it towards Vanille and I, either via email, uh, Vanille at interledger.org, Chris at interledger.org, or on the Slack channel. We'd love to hear ways that we could make this meeting more useful and better for the community or other community efforts in general. Um, I'll quick note uh, that Interledger will be offline. Well, the Interledger Foundation staff, I don't want to scare people. The Interledger Foundation staff will be offline from, uh, I believe, the 18th of December to January 2nd. Um, so if we do not respond or get back to you in that time, that is why. And we'll be putting some notes in different places so that people know that. Um, and from uh, the bottom of my heart, we wish everybody a restful holiday season or just a restful kickoff to winter or to the next couple of weeks or however you define that. We hope that you can find some peace and some solace, and we are excited to get back together and continue to um, kick, uh, kick uh, rear and take names uh, in the spirit of financial inclusion in 2024. Thank you all. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. -bye.